For anybody who hasn't been on the call before, I'm Amy Wenslow. Um, these are hosted by my company, Products to Profit. And we specialize in working with people that want to build product-based businesses or that already have one that's got a little bit of a glitch or a problem that they're looking to solve. Um, with that, I need to let you know some mechanics. Um, the calls are not legal advice in any way, shape, or form. I'm not an attorney. I do speak for the USPTO every once in a while. My perspective on intellectual property is one from somebody who's developed some really large product lines. and It's more the street smart ways to do it rather than the attorney way. So not legal advice. Run things past your attorneys as needed, and I'll, I'll tell you if we start to get in that area. Also, I'm going to run through some content here at the beginning, and I'm going to move fast. So keep up with the speed of instruction and write as quickly as you can if you decide that, hey, that's a one that I feel is particularly awesome for me. And then I'm going to open up the phone lines and I'll take some questions. Um, so I'll do about 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes here at the beginning, and then we'll open up the lines for some Q&A. Write them down as you go. And... Um, Today is particularly great. I'm here at the ABC Kids Show in Las Vegas, and this is the largest show for juvenile and baby products in the U.S. Um, two out of our three exhibiting clients were up for awards last night, so it was pretty exciting. They were both up for some major awards, and um, really fun to see everybody blossoming here and uh I'm super excited for them. They're getting a lot of attention in the new products area and the innovation awards. And so they were all finalists, which is awesome. So let's see. Let me check our webcast, see if anybody has any questions or comments yet over there. Um, Q&A. There we go. Cool. <laughs> so hold on to your hats, everybody. Here we go. The top 10 ways to leverage holidays. Now, I mean holidays throughout the year, not just Christmas, not just Hanukkah, not just Thanksgiving, which is what a lot of people think when we're coming into this time of year and they're going, the holidays. Now, let's look at holidays as a classification of days. And so there's a couple ways that you can use them in businesses that are public-facing, and then there are ways that are more internal that are more personal, that I think are equally important, and they get forgotten about. So <clears throat> um, the first one is the obvious one, themes for sales. If you're going to run a special or you're going to um, launch a product, sometimes you'll you use that. But themes for sales and tying it into the conversation that's already going on in people's minds, okay? Number two Theme for your marketing. This is related to the first one, but your marketing is everything from the emails that we send out about these calls, those are a marketing piece, to something that may announce a specific sale. If you pay attention even to these emails, I paste them to the holidays. Right? They're kind of a theme. Even the subjects of these calls are tied to the time of year which isn't a strict holiday date, but it's a good thing to pay attention to. 
when you're dealing with the public, okay? So theme for your marketing. Now, this is, I have one of the best examples ever about this. Years ago, in my first business, I was doing jewelry design for large volume manufacturers in the U.S. And it was about mm, the end of September, and the phone wasn't ringing. It was quiet. There, I was like, there was no business coming in, in a nutshell. And, well, let's face it, I had bills that I had to pay. So I thought a lot about the timing of things. And what would normally happen in that industry is that right after Christmas and New Year's, there would be this major flurry of activity on design and product development because there was a show in June. That is a very, very big show, and it takes people a lot of time to prepare for. So that's all fine, well, and good, but I needed some sales like that, you know, October. I need some sales. November, I need some sales. So what I did is, thinking about the holiday, I was walking around, and I saw these really cute wind-up toys. And I bought about 12 of them, and they were really cute. They were all Halloween-themed. There was one that was a bat that when you wound it up, it would dance across the desk, kind of shaking his butt and waving his wings. There was a little ghost that did something. And there were three designs, and I, so I bought four of each. And I had my assistant um, write up custom little hang tags that were tied to the feet of these wind-up toys that, by the way, were $3 a piece. And so I had spent a total of $36 so far. We wrote out these hand tags, and I remember the one for the bat said, uh, hope that shipping Christmas orders isn't driving you batty. Call us when you're ready, something like that. And then the one for the ghost had something about being spooked. And, well, we put them in boxes. We boxed it individually, and we sent them to the head of our best clients, you know, the highest contact we could find in that company whether it was who we normally did business with or not. And kid you not, within two days of one of those packages arriving on the desk of one of our clients, the phone rang and a $25,000 sale came in because of a wind-up toy that cost us $3. I think total in the campaign we were we spent maybe 60 bucks with postage. And so finding a way to use a holiday – not to sell, but just to be in contact with a marketing piece that was different, made that sale for us. They said, hey, you know what, you reminded us we really should get started on this, and we can have you working on that while we're doing this other stuff. So here, let's go. Um, really, really nice use of a holiday that was in everybody's mind, but that got them to also think in the future. So you want to pay attention to things like that. And um, the backstory of that is after about three years, I was at a big industry party and we were dancing and there was a whole big crowd of people and, well, the guy who had gotten that wind-up toy came up to me and he said, you know what, Amy, I still have that bat on my desk. You know that toy you sent us? I still have it there and I wind it up and every time I do, I think of you and it just makes me laugh. It's the most fun thing that anybody's ever sent. Okay, so when you do this, you don't have to be heavy-handed about it. You can be really lighthearted and fun 
if that's part of your brand and how you want to relate to people. So the third one here is special messages, okay? It's a great way to leverage the holidays to have people feel special um, and to show that you're actually paying attention to them as human beings. This one relates to if someone celebrates Hanukkah, wish them a happy Hanukkah. Okay, don't, you know, Merry Christmas is nice to say to them, but the thing that really stands out is if you know that their holiday is different than yours, honor their holiday. Okay? Um, so that distinction between Hanukkah and Christmas is the most um, obvious one. And make your messages appropriate to what the holiday is. In the Jewish faith, there are some where you don't wish happy with the holiday. You you wish um, peace or, or, you know, I'm honoring your family. There's a ton of different ways that this subtlety comes in, okay? So pay attention to other cultures' holidays, particularly if you know you have clients that are of other faiths or other cultures. Um, the fourth one, collect sales data to build case studies. This is more around a back office piece. When you're leveraging the holiday, if you say, okay, you know what, I'm going to use the holiday to test my messaging on my ads. And does this feature, if we talk about the, a feature in the product in this particular ad, does the ad do better than this other one? So you can use the holiday to help gain momentum on some split testing. You can use it to say, hey, you know, we put X dollars into some small ads and it created this amount of sales. Um, or you could say, you know, you could just track what's happening. Even if you don't advertise, how much sales do you do over the course of the holiday? Because when you talk to a large retailer later or some other kind of account later, and you could say, well, our Q4 sales were three times our earlier sales or something like that, you can start to give them a, a sense of the pace of your sales. Um, number five, match your product launch to an appropriate holiday. Some products just die like because they're launched at the wrong time of year. If you have a back-to-school product or a product that helps kids learn better or something like that, you're going to want to look at back-to-school dates, um, dates that midterms come out, <coughs> sorry, dates that finals happen. Um, so you can look at holidays for some of that pacing of a product launch, okay? If you are trying to launch for Christmas right now, um, you are primarily looking at an online launch, and it's going to be um, driven a lot by advertising and by getting in some blogs like right now. You don't have a lot of time. You basically have like one month, to really ramp up the awareness, okay? Um, oh, and other products really should be launched around New Year's. If it's about, you know, creating new you, new goals, freshening, you'll see new cleaning products come out in the spring a lot of times. Um, so pay attention to holidays. It's a big one. Um, another way to leverage the holiday is the sixth one. You want to build your humanness and rapport in social media. So you may show, you know, hey, here's what our Labor Day picnic looked like. What did yours look like? Um, 
and so they can see you with your kids and your dogs, if you're comfortable with that, okay? Um, you also want to talk maybe about um, different events that are going on for you. You know, like, hey, you're celebrating somebody's birthday. Um, holidays are a good way to build some humanness in a social media culture, particularly if your consumers on Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, maybe some Twitter. Twitter's faster paced, but um, those other profiles are really good. You can do a little bit of it over in LinkedIn, but it has a little different um, thematic tweak to it, okay? Number seven, client appreciation tied to holidays can be very, very good. We use um, that for some of our clients and some of the holidays, not all of them. Um, I have been known to spontaneously send a card to a client on Labor Day going, you know what, you've been working so hard to get this launch done. Um, remember to, that Labor Day is here to commemorate everybody who labors, and I want you to make sure you take the day off, you know, something like that. Um, so cards, one-on-one -on -one emails are best if you can find a way to do that for client appreciation or gifts. Or if you'd like, um, you can send me a message and I'll send you a link to send out cards. We do use them and we're starting to recommend them to people. It's a great way to send some cards and gifts that are customized and really, really cool. I'm using it up here at the show too. So number eight, um, another great way to leverage a holiday is to put a surprise bonus in a shipment. They don't have to be big, but they can be like a surprise piece of candy or you know, some cool little card that they ordered and you're now adding something that they didn't expect in honor of such and such holiday. Um, this works more on holidays that you know are a cultural holiday that is appropriate. Um, number nine, this is one about how, how to use it inside your business. Not so much client-facing, not so much customer-facing, um, or definitely not retailer facing. This has to do with your factory. I want you to use the time that they're having holidays. Think about it like it's a time where you can actually methodically stack up work and feedback for them about what's been happening so that you systemize it. Um, this works particularly well if you're working with other countries where they take really long holidays like China month of February into March um, for Chinese holidays is really big. They could take four to six weeks off. But you could use that time to pull pictures of areas of the product where you need improvement. You're going to take pictures of those, add your notes. Pull all of this stuff together so that you're really set up for them when they come back, that your product is very streamlined for them to work on. That will help you get more attention than other people who didn't take the time to prepare really well. So stack up and prepare work for your factory after they come back from their holiday because you may still be working during their holiday, okay? And the tenth one is to rest and rejuvenate. This is one that I think we as entrepreneurs overlook all the time, that holidays are part of us resting and rejuvenating and having a rich life rather than just trying to have riches in a bank account. 
um, resting and rejuvenating over holidays adds wealth to you and to your relationships. And I think it's really important. I know for years I would kind of look at a holiday like, whew, it's a day to, for me to get caught up on emails or something else when the phone wouldn't be ringing. And I missed out. And I ended up burning myself out for that. So I really want you to look at um, the actual holidays as a time for you to rest and rejuvenate so that you're at your best. It's a very big leverage point that many, many, many people miss, okay? So that to me is one of the really big ones. And it's also really helpful because sometimes those are when the lulls in activity are. So it is a leverage that adds velocity to your business, all right? And that's really what leverage is about. So I'm going to go over to our phone lines first and see if anybody has a question, press star 2 to raise your hand if you're on the phone, and I'll open up your line so you can ask and we can talk about it. And then if you're online, type your questions into the Q&A box, and we'll uh, check back in a second for those. <clears throat> so on the conference line, if you have a question, press star 2 and raise your hand, um, and that'll get us queued up for today. Okay, I'm seeing we have a bunch of people. This is your time to ask. So um, we've got about 10 minutes, and I want to make sure that we take care of you. Okay, well, if no one has a question, I will end, up, I will end the call. So I encourage you guys to ask if you have them. If there's something that you want to run past as a marketing um, idea for you for Christmas or Thanksgiving or Halloween. You're facing all those holidays and um, New Year's. And if there's some special that you're thinking about running of a two-for-one or, you know, some sort of free shipping and how would you do it, um, those are all great questions. So, uh, okay, I see we've got uh, somebody from Canoga Park. Hi there, this is Amy with your question. Amy, this is Shireen. Hi. I I wanted to ask you if you really have never met the uh, client, uh, the customer, and you don't know their religion or their background or anything. Uh, is there sort of like a generic type of message that you could send without, uh, uh, you know, knowing without them? offending? Sure. Yeah. And you don't sure, want to offend some... them. Right. There's some great cards. Most people, if if they are. Uh, Christian, for example, you know, just, you know, I don't usually talk about religions, but if they're Christian and you wish them happy Hanukkah, they're not going to get tweaked. You know what I mean? They're going to be okay yeah, with that. Yeah, but if you don't even know if they are uh, right. uh, Christians. There, are, there yeah. are some great cards and things that are out there that, that have, you know, like all different kinds of holiday things that are appropriate to December on the front of the card. And then you just say something like, you know, wishing you the best holiday season mm -hmm. you could possibly imagine. Okay. Or, you know, you can be respectful, and there's some really fun ways of handling it when it's multicultural. Okay. Um, we've done that. We we had some that were in different languages. You know, it said um, happy holidays in, like, French, Spanish, English, you know, Hebrew, Arabic. <laughs> it had them all. Okay. 
Okay. And we just kind of, we did that, and then we would send something that we just thought that people would like. And um, the one where it gets a little difficult is with some of the faiths where um, there are, like, days of remembrance mm-hmm. that aren't particularly joyous. Right. But most most people, um, on a mass scale, you're not going to send out a message for that unless you know your market marks you know, Armenian Genocide Day, for example. Okay. Um, if that's an important thing in your market and the majority of your your customers have that, then you might. But um, usually things like um, Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah, um, those are, are marked a little differently oh. than sending group things. Okay? okay? Okay. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. But yeah, look for some of the great designs that are um, fun and non-secular. Okay? Okay, thank you. You're welcome. I'm going to mute your line. And then um, I think this is probably April um, from Saddleback. Yep, it's me, Amy. <laughs> hey there, April. <laughs> What's your question? So um, you were talking about, you know, if we, to get um, holiday business, we better get going like right now, uh, and it would be mostly online. So in relation to that, um, we don't have a lot of funds left, and we are, we thought we would make a, a last push Um we're thinking about hiring, uh, and we do have two people in mind. They're a team. One gal is a she does celebrity outreach, and they've all been vetted. Both these people, mm-hmm. so I'm comfortable with them. But of course, they can't guarantee results. So it's celebrity outreach to basically go direct to consumer, um, create a buzz in social media. She goes out to uh, popular bloggers, that kind of thing. And then she works in tandem with a publicist if we want to add on that portion. And the publicists go more for the um, the print. Well, we're too late for print media for Christmas, but uh, it would be um, online and television. And so both of them together, you know, after comparing, it's pretty reasonable. I mean, it's 3000 a month, but it's $3,000. And right. um that's a lot of flasks we'd have to sell, and there is no guarantee, although we do feel confident in them. So, I guess we're trying to fig- we're trying to make this decision um, because we really don't have any extra money, and do we? You know, because holidays is the best. I mean, for our stuff, stocking stuffers, it should be the best time of the year. So. Um, and and if we do go for it, do we first hire maybe the – should we hire the celebrity outreach gal first and then maybe let her generate some activity and some buzz before we add on a publicist? Or do we go the other way around? I mean, so basically my question is what – yeah, what experience do you have with maybe some of your other clients? Mm-hmm. Um and what you know what what help can you give us in making this decision? Okay, so it depends on the timing of when you're looking to have results created. If you're looking for Christmas, um, 
you know, you, you're really tight on time. Because a celebrity outreach, if they say that you sign a contract with them and it takes a week for them to get started doing anything substantial for you, which is not unreasonable, right? By the time they, you send them some stuff, they get it, they put a list together, they send it to anybody, it's easily a week. Right? You there? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, and we are at the, basically, the, like the 20th of October. So, celebrity outreach is going to probably hit towards the end of October for you. If you were to sign it today, it's probably going to be just before Halloween, before any significant momentum has been built. One of the challenges that I see with people when they hire publicists or marketing is expecting it to be like immediate floodgates. And it usually takes 90 days to really build much momentum in it. And it is a commitment and it, it's really challenging for a lot of publicists when people come in and they're expecting it for 30 days and that they're going to have all this stuff happen. Realistically, 90 days. Um, so just know that if you're going to choose to go the PR and publicity route, that to really see much substantial activity, you probably need a little longer, okay? Now, okay. if if I were in your shoes and I was looking to, you know, sell your kind of product, I would be looking at doing, like, some Snapchat stuff around stocking stuffers for, like, college students to buy for their college friends from a website, um, you know, because your price point's really affordable and it's kind of fun and it's kind of the cycle that a lot of college students are in and people just out of college. Um, and they're more around Snapchat. I wouldn't do a whole lot on Facebook there. Um, and then if I was going to do much on Facebook, I would do some targeted ads maybe in like some tailgating groups, something like that, and just get really specific because now you can target ads a little differently. When you hire the publicist, um, you know, you're really kind of in the tailgating season right now, right? Yes, yes. So, you know, a publicist works, most print is going to be 60 to 90 days out, um, unless you're talking newspapers, and then they, they go faster. So, the publicist that's working with the bloggers is probably your best bet for what you're trying to achieve in a shorter amount of time. Mm -hmm. So whichever part of the team is working with the bloggers, I would look for that. And I would look for somebody who can push some of your social media. Um, <clears throat> and then you may still be able to get in some of the gift guides for Christmas. But it's tight. You gotta like jump on. Yeah. So I know it's three thousand dollars a month, and um, there there are a couple options we're exploring. There's uh, a publicist that one of our clients used that had some really good results happen, and they have some really approachable packages, um, and we're vetting them out. Um, like I said, one of our clients has used them and got results. Got about 25 different placements out of it. Out of it. So. Oh. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, if I email you, would you mind giving that referral so we can check them out? Yeah, it's going to take me a couple of days, though, because I am at a trade show today and tomorrow. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Um, yeah, if you send send an email to Lynette at productstoprofits.com, and it's L-Y-N-N-E-T-T-E, and I'll have her take care of that for you on Thursday, okay? Okay. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. And... Um, Thank you for asking a question. If anybody else has one, press star two. April, I'm going to mute your line so you've got privacy. Um, press star two to raise your hand and ask a question. I'm going to go check our online Q&A real quick. <coughs> Sorry for the, the coughing, everybody. Um, okay, great. Let's see. I am seeing one question online. Um, um, that's a great question. So on matching appropriate holidays to launches, what you want to do is think about when people are, are already in the conversation about your product. And it depends on your launch strategy. If you're going to try and go through retailers, um, then you need to be literally six to nine to 12 months in advance of the holiday, okay, because that's when you would need to be having the conversation with the buyer. So if it's a, something that you think is a great back-to-school item, you would probably want to be presenting that in December of the year before the back-to-school season that you want to hit, okay? If it's something that is, um, you know, you're already past that date or whatever, then you're more into the online environment your website and into the media um, side of things, and you want to look about tying your messaging to those dates. Does that make sense? Um, you can just send me a little note, Mike, and I'll see if you need any more on that. Okay. And one last time, going back over to our phone lines. I think that's it for today. Um, let me just refresh. If there are no last questions, I'm going to check with Mike over on our incoming web things. Okay, great. Glad that helped you, Mike. Thank you. Anyway, everyone, please have a wonderful, wonderful week. And if you wanted an accountability partner and you haven't posted over on the post in the Facebook group, please do that today. I am going to be taking care of partnering people up um, when I come back from the show. So if you asked for that and you haven't received one, we had a little bit of a, a hard time uh, notifying people because some of their email addresses and names in our database didn't match their Facebook names, but I think we've got it figured out. So go over to the, the Facebook page, and that's Products to Profits on Facebook, and you'll see a post that's talking about 90-day goals. So feel free to post yours there, and if you want an accountability partner, just add that note pretty clear. And if that direction was not clear, you should have received an email about two weeks ago about it with the post in it. So with that, everyone, I'm going to just do one last round here, and we are done for today. So thank you, everyone, for joining me. We do have a speaker summit that we're putting together that is awesome, and we'll be having six speakers in the space of three hours 
really, really fun. Watch your emails for it. We're establishing dates and schedules, and uh, so pay attention to that. And with that, I am going to close this out for today. Thank you so much, and we'll talk with you soon. Bye.